You don't want zero problems, big fella. Yep. If one more label try to stop me, it's gonna be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode four of Three Guys from the South Side. Uh, my name is Mike Merrick, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. We have a very special guest on today's episode, uh, but first, uh, let us go back to Chicago, Illinois. Boys, you migrated from Champaign up north to see some of the guys for the week. How's everything going up there? Going good. I went to see the guys for the week, but the main reason I came up here, my locks are 0-4, so I had to get out of Champaign and mix it up a bit. So we're hoping uh, 653 North Kingsbury uh, as the magic recipe for me to get out of this over slump. Baby, it is cold outside, and your picks are ice cold as well, man. Um, hopefully, hopefully you can bounce back this week. Looking forward to the perennial. Look, we got a guest speaker, first guest on the podcast, former roommate of mine, close friend uh, of the group, uh, big fan of the pod, um, Dave McVoy. Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, how are we doing today? Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Feeling excellent today. I'm confident in my picks. I did a lot of research today. I'm ready to go. Good. We're looking forward to having you. Looking forward to having you. Uh, Dave, look, before we, we we jump into the action here, just a couple a, a couple questions for the listeners about yourself. Um, obviously, this is a gambling podcast. Tell us really quick, what's been your worst and also your best gambling experience? It could be a game. It could be a trip. I know, I know we've ripped up Vegas a little bit here and there uh, over the years, but uh, give us, give us your, your highlight, give us your low light, uh, in any gambling situation you've been in. Uh, well, recency bias, we can just go ahead and go with the Monday night football game that just happened to us. That safety at the end of it was unbelievable to lose Browns plus three. The best bet that I've ever made was the, uh, super max Texas tech plus one against Michigan. It was a Thursday night. It was the sweet 16 Purdue had beaten Tennessee earlier in the day. This is how much I remember this day. Easily the biggest win of my entire lifetime. That's 2018 NCAA tournament for those folks back there uh, who don't rem- exactly remember. It's a gambling yeah. podcast. They know what game I'm talking about if they were on it. And and, and can you can you elaborate for our friends at home when you say super max? What what does that exactly mean? Well, Michael, I'm glad you asked that question. Uh, Pre legalized gambling here in the fine state of Illinois, you had to go through uh, a bookie and my bookie decided that my credit limit would be $500 per bet. So a super max would have been two $500 bets, one on the money line and one on the spread. Appreciate the clarification. Uh, for those of you at home, that's uh, that's going to be over a thousand McChickens on one game. Look, there's a, a couple interesting games from last week, and I know that the three of us likely had action on at some point. Uh, I know we talked about it last week's episode, talked about the Army-Navy game. Look, that over-under was, I think, set at about 38 points or so, um, finished at minus seven. I was on the receiving end of uh, that minus seven there, so I did end up covering that one um, overall, three and two on the week for myself. But uh, put that one in, in the win column. Boys, did you have that under 
I can't recall or if, or if that. No, was I stayed game. away from that game. Mullen was on the over based on principle because it was um, under 40 points. That's right. And, and, and for those, uh, those of you following uh, really the, the start of the podcast here, Mike will be back next week. Um, he was unable to join us this week, but um, yeah, that under was crazy. I think uh, all service games are, are hitting most, most unders now, Dave, I think. How, you, how, you about this stat? how about this stat in games that involve service Academy? So army, Navy, air force, when any of those streams are three teams are playing each other. The under is now 38, eight and one since 2005. So it's, it's a cheese it bowl. It's a two, 2018 cheese it bowl. Every single time these teams play. And who do we have this weekend? We got army and air force this week. And the total again is 38. So wow. deja vu, deja vu. Go ahead and go ahead and take the under there, but, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go against that one. I'm not, I'm not actually going to touch that. I, that's, I'm yeah, staying away. That, that's against personal principle. I don't, I don't bet many unders. Uh, it's all public, public picks it, for me. It, it, it feels like you're almost getting in too late. It's one of those things, right? When there's right. A- right. It, it feels like it's too good. It's it's one of those too good to be true type. They're due for an over. You're going to do They're due. They're due. Yeah. Well, you know, you know who else I thought was due last week. I thought Florida was due until our, our, our boy Wilson gets out there in the fourth quarter, finds a shoe on the turf and then throws it 30 yards. 15-yard penalty, LSU goes down. And, look, the only reason I'm mildly upset about this, because, look, at halftime I accepted the fact that I was not going to cover the points and I was going to lose that 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 game line. But I parlayed them second half with uh, the USC game. Of course, USC comes back late, covers, right? But they, they, blow, they, they blow my second half money line by doing something stupid like that. So it's just unbelievable that game. I I, I mean thoughts, comments on, on the on the shoe throw. Uh it's a mayday mayday spread and I hopped on there with you and I probably gave it the kiss of death. That's all I can say. But uh props to that LSU kicker for kicking that 57 yarder in the fog. Florida had a chance to go into OT. They didn't capitalize but just as a fan of college football, I'm disappointed Florida lost that game because that Bama-Florida game doesn't seem to mean as much anymore, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more when we talk about the SEC championship and some X factors in that, but it sure felt like a season ender for Florida to lose a game like that. Giving up the shoe throw and uh, you know that long field goal to, to not beat LSU, who's had a really down year, it really felt like Florida season's pretty much done. And yeah, especially the week prior, or, you- you see, you say Coach O the week prior throwing his headset at his at his D coordinators um, right on the sideline. You think, ooh, trouble in paradise, right? But um, you know they they rebounded quick. They played a, a pretty solid game against Florida. But in all honesty, I think that Florida defense, and and we're going to talk about them again, like you mentioned, Dave, more in detail when we get to championship week. Um, before we go ahead and get to championship week let's go ahead and get into the weekly perennial um for you new listeners out there the weekly perennial is a 10 team parlay a opportunity for you to take a very small investment turn it into a very very lucrative uh venture uh 20 bucks gonna pay just over twelve thousand mcchickens blaze weekly perennial who do you got 
Well, I already gave two the COVID kiss of death, so I'm scrapping at straws here. And just a little shout out right now. Uh, this $20 parlay would pay $12,000, but um, points bet has a little parlay boost. So this parlay, if you do the points bet boost, pays out 16,000 McChickens. So uh, here we go. First game I like, Iowa State plus five. They've been good to us since we started this podcast. I'm going to keep riding them until they take it all away. I also like Wake Forest minus six and a half versus Florida State. We discussed how Florida State's kind of been a train wreck this season. They came to play last week, but we still don't buy the hype. This one, I'm going against the grain here. I like Tennessee plus 14 against Texas A&M. Tennessee's playing at home their last game of the season. I think they're going to put up a fight. I'm going to go back to Utah, who covered in the parlay last week. Um, They're home against the Washington State team with a freshman quarterback. It's going to be cold, and I think Utah's going to be able to shut them down. Once again, I'm fading Coastal Carolina. That finally paid off last week. We're going to go UL Lafayette plus three and a half. And then Clemson minus ten and a half. And we got four games left. Three of them are totals. We're going to go over Minnesota and Wisconsin, 47 and a half. Boise State at San Jose State, under 56. And this one, I'm going to hold my nose, close my eyes, and not watch until the fourth quarter. Alabama and Florida, under 74 and a half. And lastly, the late game that hopefully wins it all for us. Oregon State plus seven and a half against Arizona State at home. I did think that that over in that Alabama game was a little high. Blaze, I don't, I don't hate your 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 underplay there, but I, I also wouldn't hold my breath on that. I'm expecting a 35 point first quarter, and it's already dead. Before we before we start getting into it, can we just talk about really quick how unbelievably awesome Saturday is going to be? Like we went from. Remember four or five months ago when we were looking forward to just Sundays when we could watch the MJ documentary and we were watching Big Cat play as Coach Dugs. So, like, before we even get into picks, the one thing I want to remind myself at least before I lose all my money this Saturday is when I wake up early Saturday morning, just take a deep breath and soak it in because four or five months ago we didn't have this. We're going to lose football soon. Hopefully the vaccine comes out and everything's great. But Saturday is a gambler's dream. We've got conference championships we've got other little one-off games in college football we got college basketball we got two nfl games are you kidding me it's gonna be a great it's gonna be a great day and one that i will uh dave be uh not enjoying the vaccine don't need it not no more um same same same, same. christmas came early six days <laughs> yeah yeah christmas came early 10 days prior when anyways um, you sound great though looks so- awesome. It's it's not it's not that bad, you know. Again, aside oh, from the, head, the 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 headache I've had for the last three to four days ain't ain't the greatest, but it just makes more sense now. Yeah, I mean, Dave, I was texting you before the show. This is this is my MJ Flu game. I'm not missing this. <clears throat> not missing. Like this. this is your MJ Flu game. You can MJ give us some Netflix and HBO recommendations too, since you'll be home the next week and a half. Too next time. I just got I I just got the YouTube TV fired up, so we're good. But. Well, hey, let's uh, let's talk about the the championship preview uh, here. Uh, a lot of good championship games on this week. Uh, let's go ahead and, and start with the Big Twelve. Obviously, I'm down here in Texas. Wanted to to preview that. A lot of Oklahoma fans talking down here that you know this is this is going to be an easy cover for them. Uh, OU is currently favored by five and a half points. Iowa State uh, over under. Uh, total for the game is 57 and a half guys. My question for you here, does a loss from Florida and a loss from Ohio state put Iowa state into the playoff pending they win this game? 
I'm going to go no Merrick. I think it's SEC bias, and I've said this on podcast before. Texas A&M will get in with a horrible quarterback named Kellen Mond, who we all do not like. Um, they're number five. They're number five, so they'd get in next, even though they haven't really beaten anybody this year. And they got smoked against Alabama, but it's SEC bias. They think that uh, doesn't sell seats this year, but it will put eyes on the TV, and that's what they're going to do. Iowa State does not sell that. Yeah, I think you almost need Clemson to lose, too, if you want Iowa State to even have a prayer. I think Iowa State would have to win convincingly against Oklahoma. Both fair takes. I mean, at the end of the day, I think both offenses can score. I, I don't I don't think Iowa State's going to come out on top regardless, but uh, it does pose a question, you know, do, again, do those losses put them at least even, even in the mix and the conversation? Um, speaking of Clemson, Clemson Notre Dame for the ACC championship game. Clemson ten and a half point favorites over under is currently sitting at sixty and a half. How different does this game look with Trevor Lawrence? And do you guys like the lines that we're currently sitting at today? Um, I'll go first. I think I think the game looks the same. I think that quarterback was still ridiculously impressive, but I think there's going to be a different sense of urgency on Clemson's side compared to Notre Dame's. Win or lose, I think Notre Dame's in the playoff. Clemson loses, I don't think they're in. They're going to put on a show. Dabo's been waiting for this game for a rematch in about a month. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be on national TV. The Big Ten and Big 12 game are at 11. This is primetime at 2.30. The SEC game's at 7, so everyone's going to be watching this game. I like Clemson to cruise in this one, and I really don't think Notre Dame's going to show all their plays because I think they're in, so they're going to save it for the playoffs. Wow, you think they're in even if they lose a game? I do. I think they have the most impressive schedule um, compared to the other teams that are out there, even over Ohio State. They've taken care of all their teams in the ACC. They beat Clemson, even though it was out with Trevor Lawrence, and they beat a good North Carolina team who just absolutely hammered Miami, Florida, 66-26. to 26. So, I think Notre Dame's in a driver's seat, win or lose in the college football playoff, and I don't think they'll have the sense of urgency like Clemson will. Give me Clemson minus 10.5. I'm staying away from the total. That's an, that's a, that's an interesting take. Um, I I think the game is going to be a little bit closer. No, I don't think Notre Dame is a shoe-in if they lose this ballgame, um, especially if a few other things happen with some of these other championship games. Uh, like we talked about the Big Ten, Ohio State Northwestern. I'm all over this game, so I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a hot take on this one. Dave, what are your overall thoughts on this uh, Northwestern Ohio State game? Northwestern uh, is currently a underdog by twenty and a half points over under sitting at fifty seven and a half. Well, uh, hot tip for all you Illinois betters out there. You're going to have to go back to your bookies that you may have had to leave. You can't bet this on the apps if you're in the state of Illinois, unfortunately. Um, but my personal weekly perennial, as Blaze likes to put it, would be uh, Ohio State first half in this. I love them minus eleven. Uh, okay. but awesome. absolutely awesome, especially in the first half. Their secondary seems to fall apart a little bit in the second half. We saw that happen in the Indiana game. Um, how do you avoid that being a problem for you? Just take the first half. They're eleven point favorites. I think they come out and absolutely steamroll Northwestern. I don't think it's even close. I think they're up by 21, 28 at half. Take the money. Don't overthink it. Just bet the first half. That's interesting because you're facing a Northwestern defense that is number one in yards per pass allowed um, in the country. 
Uh, keep in mind, though, Northwestern, they've played two more games than Ohio State, but they've also scored 56 less points. Not as tough of, of a schedule. They lost. They, they played a, a tight game at Iowa, which I could argue that Iowa w- should have won, and they played Wisconsin. I, I don't think they've really played um, really many other, other folks there. I'm all over the Buckeyes, all over, 20 and a half. Mayday, mayday. Mikey, Mikey public picks. I'll take them all day long. Give me the 20 and a half. I think Fields is way too much for that for that defense. They haven't seen anybody uh, that puts up 46 points per game uh, like like the Ohio State uh, offense does. And not to mention, you got a, a dual-headed threat um, at running back as well. Master Teague is a, an absolute freight train. He kind of reminds me of Mike Allstott a little bit out there uh, when he uh, – when he runs through the A gap, but um, you, yeah. you made you made you made part of my point for me though. Oh, they're first in yards allowed. Who cares? They played nobody. Their best two teams they've played are Iowa. Exactly, Ooh. exactly. He's every Iowa quarterback of all time, like Mullen said. That guy's an amalgamation of every single Iowa quarterback that's ever <laughs> redhead who can't throw the ball. And then who else? Did play? Wisconsin, Graham Mertz. He could that's only. A- it's Illinois, and we had to watch that game, and it was misery. But Illinois stinks, so I don't think they've played anybody even close, not even comparable to Justin Fields. They're unbelievable. Olivier is going to be unbelievable out there. Good luck if you want to fade the Buckeyes in this, I think. Nope, I agree with both of you guys. Um, one thing Fitzy and up in Evanston likes to do is let that grass grow a little high, and uh, newsflash, they're playing, in, in, they're playing in Indy indoors. You can't cut AstroTurf, so uh, Ohio State's going to run them out of the state. I'd take the first half, and I'd take the spread over. Merrick, I'll hop on that Mayday Mayday with you. Mayday, baby, Mayday. Uh, so uh, there's a there's an early look from the, those first three championship games and a few picks from from the boys at, at three guys from the south side. But the last championship game I do want to touch on with you guys, Alabama, Florida, SEC, primetime, 730 on CBS. Uh, Bama, 17 and a half point favorites over under is at a whopping 74 and a half points. What do you guys got here? Does uh, kind of like I, I was mentioning earlier, does a Florida win put them in the playoff here, even though they have two losses? Not anymore for me, Merrick, after uh, last week. And just the thing is, I can't even imagine Florida winning this game for the pure fact that uh, Brad Johnson's kid, a uh, freshman quarterback, was able to put up 37 points against the Florida defense. What's Mac Jones and another Heisman candidate, the receiver Smith, going to do against those guys? It's, I just – don't know how they don't hold them under 40. And like I said, my weekly perennials got the under 74 and a half. I don't know what I'm thinking, but we'll see how it goes. But I can't see Florida even having a chance in this game. Not picking the game, but if I had to, give me Bama. Well, Dave, well, Dave what are you Dave, thinking over there? If you're if you're Mikey Public Picks, I am Davy Square Plays this week because <laughs> I love Alabama here. Alabama first half to minus 10. Again, don't think about it. Just bet it. Too much talent. Trask and Pitts would have to play out of their minds to keep it close. Florida's been awful ATS, especially in the first half recently. Um, but here's the big X factor. Here's why you might want to stay away. We got to monitor the health. Not oh, of- oh, hot take, hot take. Of Keontae Johnson, and here's why. Completely frightening scene. Shades of, of Hank Gathers out there. Hopefully he's okay. It sounds like he's doing all right. But if he dies for some reason, you cannot, cannot bet against Florida. It's too much of an emotional high. Death games, mascots, 
the uh, the Marshall plane crash game, bet Marshall okay. every year against Miami, Ohio. The Brett Favre game, remember when his dad died, threw up a million yards and six touchdowns or whatever it was. Cover. You can't, you can't go against someone. If Keontae Johnson dies, you stay away. But if he comes out of his coma and he does pretty well, which it sounds like he's doing well, prayers up, thank God, you absolutely hammer Bama. Survive or not, I'm still going to bet this game, likely in the other way, but we'll wait till we get to uh, to the locks to talk about that that one a little bit further. Both, I, I like the under two in this. I don't know why, but you just see that total. It's, it's just too much. You know, so so the thing is, I, you, get, you get the first quarter with 14 points. That live bet's going back down to the 60s. So it's one quarter for it to swing your direction, but also at the same time we talked about they could put up 35 in five a, minutes. A quick addition to my never a quick addition to my never again list are Alabama unders. I bet the under uh, I think it was week three or week four against Ole Miss. Um, that hurricane was coming inbound and, and they were supposed to get a ton of rain. It rained for like maybe 30 seconds in the first half. And that was it. And they hit the over, I think about five minutes into the third quarter. So I will never touch that. I remember that game. That was early October. It is. It is a lot of points. 70, 74 and a half, uh, 74 and a half is a lot here, but, uh, look, before we jump back into our college football picks for the week, uh, our locks of the week, which I, if I'm you guys at home, I, I don't want to miss these. Let's talk college hoops. Uh, Iowa looking strong out of the gates, uh, averaging, I think, a little over 100 points per game, 6-0. and Number three, um, uh, number three in the country, 6-0 and on overs, too, by the way. Uh, so, but college hoops. I know you guys watch a little bit more college hoops than I do. I'm, I more so follow uh, football and kind of wait till the, the tournament comes around to start paying attention more to college hoops. Obviously, Iowa being where they're at, I'll, I'll pay a little bit more attention. Illinois just wrapped up a 38-point W tonight. What are you guys thinking? Hawkeyes, Illini, Big Ten hoops, and the college hoops. Hit me with it. Yeah, Iowa, just ridiculous. Putting up 100 points against Iowa State, then they play Northern Illinois two days later, and they put up 100 again. It's In North Carolina, they ran them out of the gym. It's extremely impressive. They don't play a lot of defense, though. So that Gonzaga game, December 19th, there's a lot of – I hope you guys got three or four TVs on because there's two conference championship games on 11, and then we got Iowa and Gonzaga at 11 too. So that will be fun to watch. I think that will be a good test to see if Iowa's for real. But I buy the hype. I think they're a one seed. Illinois lost to Missouri. I'm a little disappointed in that. I don't know what to think of this team. Thankfully, they ran Minnesota out of their gym in Champaign. But um, it's a long season. We'll see how it goes. I'm hoping they avoid a four seed. Two teams I like, though, um, just to maybe put a little future on these still, if you could. I love West Virginia. They got two guys, Derek Culver and a guy named Baby Shaq. Absolute monsters down there that get any missed shot. And they got an NBA player on the roster. And I think that's the first time that's happened to Bobby Huggins in a long time. Emmett Matthews, who can shoot the three. West Virginia pay, plays about eight guys. That's all they need to play. Um, they played Gonzaga tough. And this te- those teams, Bobby Huggins coaches, gets better every year. And then this is just a team I was on last year. I was a big fan of Richmond. Their best player, uh, Sheridan Torres ACL, shot 40% from three last year. But they're still a senior-laden team. Very good. They got a guy named Grant Golden. That'll be a household name come St. Patrick's Day. Um, a white guy, 6'11", um, super slow, plays like Paul Gasol, though, can shoot the three and drive. 
very fundamentally sound, and they run the Princeton office, so that's bonus points for me. Those are my two teams to watch out for in college basketball, non-Big Ten related. I like it. I like it. Dave, who do you got circled on on your watch list for the year, uh, hoops-wise, in the NCAA? Well, well, there's a couple of things that I was hoping to talk about here about college hoops. I love college basketball. I've already been found at a decent amount and self plug. I hope you guys can bring me back sometime in February or March. so We can talk about this further and see how we did. Um, but at this point, let's be honest, it's Gonzaga and it's Baylor. They're in a tier on their own. And then there's everybody else uh, on that note. Talk about tier your own with only two things, big 12, big 10, best conferences in basketball, super deep, unbelievably good. Um, and then it's everybody else. The ACC stinks. The SEC stinks with maybe the exception of Tennessee and Mizzou. We'll have to see how they end up playing out. Um, one of the things I did want to bring up here, Big Ten, you guys all love Iowa. I don't think they're the best team in the Big Ten, and I don't think it's very close. I still think Major. it's is, is the team to beat. I got more to say about Iowa. Don't you worry because it's part of my pick to click here. Uh, Illinois, love Illinois with my heart, obviously, but I like Michigan State with my head. Aaron Henry, Rocket Watts, Joshua Langford, they just have too much. A low-key team that I think is actually really, really good is Rutgers. Illinois plays Rutgers on Sunday. We'll have to see how that game goes. Hey, wait. Hey, isn't Michigan State super young, too? I want to say that they have the youngest team in the Big Ten. I think they have like seven soft, like seven or, or eight sophomores and freshmen combined. Um, we might need to, to fact-check that before this, this episode airs, but uh, I'm quite sure that they're pretty, pretty youthful. Here's my, here's my take on Iowa, right? I heard you use a little bit of coded language, which I'm not happy about, that you would use this about a team that uh, rosters like eight guy, white guys in the rotation. You said that Iowa is, quote, unquote, a little bit slow. I don't know what that means. Um, pretty racist on your part, if you had to ask me. Um, <laughs> I will tell you, Dave Sr., my, my father, when he watches uh, the Iowa games, he likes to text me and says, Dave, I think my TV is broke because Iowa has only white guys that go on the floor. Um, so that that's that's fun. But here's the problem. Reminds me too much of a 2007 team that absolutely burned me. Greg Bruner, Adam Haluska lost to Northwestern State as a three. Oh, and Mike, Mike, they got a saying up here in Illinois, and I think they got it down there in Texas too. Fool me one time, shame on you. you. Fool, fool me two times, you don't you don't get fooled again. Oh, <laughs> That's exactly how I feel about this team. Iowa, ton of fun to watch. They can shoot the three. They got a ton of offense, but they don't play any defense whatsoever. So that's kind of where I'm going to go with this right now. Gonzaga plays Iowa this coming Saturday. Iowa can't play any defense. Gonzaga's phenomenal. They're the absolute best team in the country. Baylor might be able to challenge them, but we'll have to see it. Real shame that we didn't get to see that Baylor-Gonzaga game. Any total on this that comes out that's 170 or under, you absolutely hammer the over. I would bet the over all the way up to about 180. That's how much I like the over in this game. Also love Gonzaga. Iowa will not be able to keep up. Spread, money line, love it all. The spread I bet on Gonzaga would be up to about five and a half, six. I think Gonzaga absolutely steamrolls them, blows them out of the water. Next question. Wow, hot take uh, coming from uh, another uh, another Big Ten alum. But look, I I think that Iowa team, if they continue to shoot well, can survive. I I do agree with you. I I don't think they're built defensively to possibly win a championship. But who knows? Again, if if that shooting keeps up, if Garza continues to dominate uh, like he has been, uh, you know, even dating back to last year, what he was the runner up to the Wind Award behind uh, 
my favorite golf tee shot, Obi Toppin. But yeah, it's uh, look, it, it could be a good year for the Hawkeyes uh, on the hardwood. Uh, likewise for the Illini, though, uh, and the Big Ten, to, to what you mentioned, Dave. Big January 29th. January January. Start, start, circle it. Like it, love it. Got to have it. Uh, you know, there's going to be some side action here. Maybe we'll preview that one on the podcast that week. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Might have to bring you back for that one, Dave. That that might be a live show. Who knows? I mean, um, if Illinois even loses by then, who even knows? There's direction. Dallas to Champagne, Mike. One could be, Hey, could could be could be game day. We could be road tripping down to Champagne. <laughs> Three guys <laughs> outside game day at at Champagne. <laughs> Live, live. Oh man, could could you imagine? Could you imagine uh, doing that with Dickie V? Come on now. Are you uh, serious? Are you serious? <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, Merrick, let's awesome. lock these picks up. All right, Pick let's let's get our picks in for the week. Wrap this thing up, Dave. You're the guest. Who do you like this week that you haven't already talked about? Um, and more importantly. Who are you walking up, man? Because the and and this that this is big. Uh, just a quick recap on on lock records. I'm currently sitting at two and one on locks. Blaze, uh, ice one cold. and five on the season. One and five on your locks. Uh, I'm hoping you could turn it around for our listeners' sake. Um, college basketball guy. Every listener knows this. Boy, uh, Dave, start us off. Who do you got picks and locks for the week? Well, for, for everybody listening to this, we really hope that you're a college basketball guy because you're not a college football guy. I got two more picks besides the ones that I've talked about. You know who I like in these conference championships, Davey Square plays. Um, the first pick is actually going to – it's going to be Texas A&M, 13 and a half. I already bet him. It's Kellen Mond. We're going to hate ourselves. It's Kellen Mond. It's Tennessee. You're going to get burned, it feels like. But, again, just let's just go ahead and bet it. Don't think too much on that. Um, the other one that I like – I know there's a quarterback situation here. It's Rutgers, Nebraska, and baby, it's cold. Ooh. Scott Frost is colder. I heard that from someone before. I would go ahead and take Rutgers, get in seven. It's Friday night. Win yourself some money Friday. Play with it on Saturday. Love it. Love it. Who's your? Uh, which one of those is your lock of the week, Dave? I've got a different lock of the week, which I've already talked about extensively. I actually locked this in a couple weeks ago when it was being offered on Rivers. I've got Gonzaga money line at dash 150. I also have Gonzaga spread at minus three. I absolutely love Gonzaga in this game. It's their first game back, but I don't think I was that good. They can shoot the lights out, but they have not played anybody that's even close defensively to what Gonzaga can do. Studs up and down the lineup and two player of the year candidates in Drew Timmy and Jalen Suggs. It's going to be an awesome game to start 11 a.m., Perfect timing. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Go into the hardwood for your locks of the week. McVoy, let's see. Let's see if they can uh get you a W and, and get you some credibility here on uh here on the podcast. Boys, who who else do we like for the week? You you need some redemption. I, I'm 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 feeling it. You're due. Who do who do we got this weekend? I got two plays, and uh, one of them is going to be on a Friday, and one of them is going to be on a Saturday. So, uh, Father Merrick, give me two locks this week. Don't give me just one. So, the first one, I'm going with our guest speaker here. I love Rutgers, too. Wow. Yes. Nebraska lost to Minnesota, a team that had 33 COVID cases, lost to them as a 10-point favorite. 
Rutgers looks like they want to be there. They play hard for Greg Schiano. Give Rutgers their fourth win. Nebraska finishes two and six. The second game I like that we haven't talked about. Um, I'm going to go under Army and Air Force at 38. If there's someone that can get, get this game over, it's me picking the under. So I'm going to take under Army and Air Force 38 for my second lock of the week. You lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Wow, mercy. Going with the under and Rutgers. Couple additional hot takes. I I, I like the Big Ten uh, football that we're that we're still getting some action on here. Friday night happy hour, baby. Something to watch. Exactly. Exactly. Here's just go ahead, sauce it onto Rutgers. You're gonna love it. I'm. I I, I may I may join you depending on how I'm feeling Friday. We'll see if uh, what type of medicine I'm. Gonna drink with the uh, the situation at hand. Yeah, you know. It, hey, I'll get some Mikey sleeping pills. I I was gonna I was. Gonna, <laughs> We gotta edit that out. <laughs> Why well, edit that out? You should keep this in. It's a little bit more natural than whatever the hell you're doing. <laughs> you're doing great, Mike. No, I don't know. I I, I figured. We'll, we'll, look, we'll if, doctor, we can put a pause. You can cut some of this in at the end. I mean, look if if I'm able to have a couple sodas, maybe a glass or two or three of red wine, you know, come Friday, you'll just do glasses instead of oh, bottles. Yeah. Yeah, two glasses and stuff. Yeah. I'm it's just fine. happy this virus can't spread through podcasts. No, no. I know uh, what I'm going to be on the next podcast. It's going to be in like two weeks when we're all together. We can do. We don't even have to have the equipment. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Open mic night and we all just talk instead of having an agenda. Yeah, for, for, our, for our listeners, it's, now. The, it's the fifth episode. It's the tenth episode special or whatever it's going to be for the for all twenty of you guys. I'm going to double the audience. I'm going to have my dad listen to it. I'm going to have Glenn Kubiak listen to it. Boom. I was I was going to say I, I don't know if we need any microphones at the Kubiak house. We can all talk over each other there. All right, Father Mike, give us your locks of the weekend. No surprise here. Couple favorites. Uh, the first one I'm going to go quick here. I love the over in the Big 12 championship game, 57 and a half points. I think both teams can score at will. I think both have very average defenses. Um, that that running game from Iowa State actually isn't that bad. Um, and Spencer Rattler has looked like he's actually figured something out. So I'm going to go with the over 57 and a half in that one. Uh, go ahead and lock me up. That game went over the first time those two played back in October too. So I like that as well. And my absolute, no doubt, like, bet of the year, I love Alabama. I'll, I'll put everything on them, everything in the, everything in the savings account if I could. Uh, going back to, to Dave's uh, max ticket scenario, could possibly be the play for me on Saturday. Eight and two against the spread. You also have an Alabama team that is really only known for their passing offense when really they only pass the ball about 46% of the time. Um, Look, you also have a a weak, weak secondary uh, at Florida that isn't ranked higher than 40th in any given defensive statistic uh, so far this year, and not to mention Alabama on third down, first in the country at a 60% conversion rate. Look, that is a recipe for success. No wonder they're 8-2. and two. No wonder they're 10-0 and 0 on the year, and no wonder we're going to roll damn tide come Saturday. We're covering the points. Uh, I'll take it first half. I'll take it for game. Lock me in for anything that has Alabama. You have two daughters. You named them Allie and Bama. Lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock Three it up. Brinks lock trucks. 
three Brinks trucks. It's five Brinks trucks. Well, hey, fellas, before we, we wrap up here, really want to take a quick second. Where are we at with the weather in South Bend, Indiana this weekend? Is it cold outside, rain, sleet, snow? Boys, what are we looking at with the weather? Saturday, we got the ACC championship in North Carolina. But for those uh, who want to watch the game in South Bend, Indiana, we got a 50% chance of rain. 38 degrees might go into snow later in the afternoon. And this wind is going to be in double digits throughout the day. So stay safe, wear your wind coat and uh, make sure you lock everything down there. Don't let it blow away. Thanks Mike. Back to you in the studio. Thanks boys. And Dave, thank you for coming on. Uh, Listen, buddy, we appreciate you having, uh, we're holding you accountable to these picks. Yeah. Look, we appreciate you coming on the show. We appreciate you taking the time. And, of course, you're welcome back anytime, dude. Uh, looking forward to a few weeks from now when we're actually able to sit down and have a couple cold ones and uh, watch some games together. So, Thank you. Thanks, distance, for have, thanks for having me. Let's have a day on Saturday. I'm feeling good about it. I, th- I think we're going to come up big, not only for ourselves, but for our listeners as well. So with that, uh, have a great week. Good luck, everyone. And we'll catch everybody next week. Peace. Did you fired. Yeah. Thanks, Mike.